Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Hey! 
said get attention right did i get your attention <laughs> bill with champions the main air breakfast club your opportunity to get a seat at the table we're here monday through friday from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time bringing you motivation education and inspiration we're also here on saturdays from six to noon with celebrity interviews q a and your opportunity to be a fly on the wall maybe listen in with some of these amazing superhumans from around the globe and of course on sundays we have our fabulous club 111 that is 111 p.m eastern time that is full-on worship service sermon prayer if Jesus is your jam, you're going to want to join us at 1.11 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Now, I may have said all this a little too fast for you, so just hit that green house up there in the top right-hand corner of your screen, and you can become a member of the Breakfast with Champions Club. Get notifications anytime we pop rooms. We've got afternoon rooms now that we're popping off left and right about trending topics and all kinds of incredible things, so make sure you're a member of the club. And if you do happen to, by chance, miss anything, Keep in mind, you can always go back and listen on the Breakfast with Champions podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, drop us a review. It would mean the world to us. And you can connect to all of these things at breakfastwithchampions.live. Bill? 
Wow. Man, talk about an expert. Let's get some mic flashes if that was one of the best room resets you ever heard in your life. Let's get some mic flashes right there. Wow. Holy crap. I mean, that that was like science. I mean, that was amazing. Bravo, Glenn. Bravo. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. So, um, guys, I'm going to dive right into this to this concept of growth energy. I want you to go back to a time in your life and just kind of think for a second. When did I feel like growth energy was completely had taken over my body, had taken over every area of my life, had taken over everything in my identity? Growth energy is like starting a new job. Growth energy is you start something new and it gives you a feeling that is not the common feeling that you'll feel in an, any you know common week, right? A common week is like the emotional state of more of the same, you know, incremental improvement. I was on a boat when I was in uh, Mexico and I read this book called You Squared by Price Pritchett and it's basically about exponential thinking. It's like, how, why do some people in the world, like let's take Amazon as an example, go from zero to multi-billions of dollars in revenue in very short periods of time. Yet most companies, 99.9% .9 of other companies, just kind of like chug along and have incremental growth and hit these flatline things. And I realized that it all comes down to this growth energy. It's an energy state and there's six mechanisms that you consciously or unconsciously do to get in the way of that growth energy in your life. Growth energy is X, it, the result of growth energy is A, you feel on fire. Like you feel like, man, like I, I have limitless abilities. I have limitless capabilities. I have limitless um, next levels to my, to my performance, to my results, to my outcomes. It's this feeling where you're not constantly comparing your current actions to your past performance. I'm gonna take a quick pause and let that sink in. You're not always comparing your current actions to your past performance. I'm gonna take a quick pause for that to sink in for you. How many times have you said to yourself, well, when I'm setting a goal, what did I do before? Let's just, let's just do a percentage higher than what I did before. Think about that. So growth energy is a, it's a feeling of I'm able to chart a new path. If you're like me and you grew up with a family who None of no person in my family went through college. I'm the only person who went through college. You know, my dad ran a business that went bankrupt. My mom did insurance work. Like I didn't come from a family of billionaires. I came from a family where I had to create like a new like way of thinking because the, the thinking pattern that my family created that produced results produced us going bankrupt and produced us not seeking not actually attaining.
is if you come from a family that did not teach you the roadmap to become financially abundant. Anybody? Okay, most of the people up here are flashing their mics right now, and that's why you're here right now. Okay, Breakfast with Champions attracts a group of superhumans that have committed their lives to seeking new answers, new frameworks, new methodologies. But you can't get into that growth energy state if you keep stopping yourself with these six things I'm going to run through. Okay? So growth energy is the key. I'll give you a quick example. The day before we left for, for vacation. vacation, which was a week ago or so, the day before we left, myself and two members on my team closed, I think it was $800,000 in business in one day. $800,000 in business in one day. We didn't do it through a webinar. We didn't do it through a, uh, we didn't do it through a um, one-to-many type thing like I traditionally do. We do a lot of webinar sales and stuff. We did it through one-on-one -on -one calls. So here I am, like, I haven't even picked up the phone in, gosh, I mean, it was, it was, I don't know, three, two years since I'd actually picked up the phone and cold called people. But we had an event that we ran that didn't go as planned. So we woke up the next morning. I was like furious. We spent $150,000 on this event. We had like tons of people almost sign up with us at the end of the event. I felt like it was a complete failure. I felt like I did a disservice to my whole company because of how much money and time we spent on this event, and it didn't work. This is the day before we leave for vacation. The reason I scheduled the vacation right after the event is because I know my numbers, and I was expecting to crush it and to leave my office the day before vacation, high-fiving everyone, going, we crushed it, guys. Woohoo! Right. That's what I was thinking. That's what that's why we booked the vacation. Well, it didn't turn out that way. So here it goes. I have 24 hours and there's so many elements to this story that will teach us growth energy. Right. So here's how it goes. I wake up the morning before I leave for a vacation. And this is what the brain did. All right, Bill, you spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on this event. It didn't go as planned. What are you going to do? Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Oh, I thought about it for an hour. Oh, there's one, one hour of the 24 hours gone. 23 hours left. Tick, tock, tick, tock. That flight's still leaving in 23 hours. Tick. Okay, 22. So the timer was fresh in the front of my head. I have 24 hours to figure this out. And every second I spend thinking about what to do is a second taken away from taking action. So we get into the office. We have uh, this sales consultant that we hired for 120 grand who's in the office. He's there. And we go, we all, myself, Brandon, uh, my uh, director of operations of the company, and uh, and uh, this sales guy that, that, that we hired, we look at each other in our conference room and we go, okay, it's time. 
And it was like this collective understanding that we got to pick up the phones and pull off some magic here. So we locked ourselves in a conference room literally until from like 8 a.m. until I, I don't think we left the office. When, when did we leave the office the day we were doing all those calls? Okay, like 8 a.m. until I think we left the office at like 11 p.m., 10 or 11 p.m. When I tell you it was the most energetic day I have spent in my professional career, I can't even describe to you the energy in that room. We were calling people. How did you enjoy it? How did you like the event? Oh, Mike, how did you? And, and, and why didn't you buy, by the way? You know, we had such an amazing deal. I can't no prep, no script, just on pure commitment, energy, and a clear goal that we had in our head as to how, how, how much sales we wanted to make. We closed eight contracts that day. Eight contracts that day on borderline six-figure contracts average that day through cold calling with no prep and no script. So the next day I leave for vacation, right? And I, and I am on the plane and I start thinking and, and, and you know, I had this thought, I'm like, what if we performed every day of our lives? What if every single day of our waking lives was spent in that, in that unstoppable growth energy state? What if every day of our lives was spent where we felt like there was deadlines and there was a big, juicy, exciting goal with a number tied to it every single day? Like, what if we woke up in the morning and it felt like it was like, it was like this like race and, and, and we have to sprint and we see the horizon and we see exactly what the goal is. And our, our team, our troops, the people around us were all sprinting towards the same finish line. And we're like, wow, we got a deadline on this. We got a clear outcome. We are focused. We're not overthinking. We're not re uh, analysis paralysis, right? We're not researching, you know, uh, hoping that something's going to land on our laps. We're attacking it, attacking it, attacking it, attacking it, attacking it. Can I get some mic flashes? If you think that your life would be in a different place, if that energy was created every single day, give me some mic flashes right now on the Breakfast of Champions stage. Deadline, clear outcomes. Think about this. But what happens when we don't have growth energy, growth energy, unstoppable feelings of what we're capable of flooding through our body and most importantly, flooding through the bodies of those around us. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. You can only do so much of that growth energy stuff alone. Right? If anybody's ever been to Grant Cardone's offices, which I have multiple times, it's just a different feeling. 
you know, if someone were to ask you, like, oh, what's it like at Cardone's offices? <laughs> it's just it's just a different feeling. It's it's unreasonable. It's it's not reasonable. It, you know, they will cold FaceTime people. They will pick up the phone and cold FaceTime people that haven't talked to them in five years. Smiling, laughing, joking, sending them funny, you know, uh, weird image, you know, texts of, of them with like, you know, pictures of the person who they're texting, you know, photoshopped on the head of like a camel or something random. Like they, it's not reasonable because that's the standard. There's an energy standard that allows them to do, you know, 80 million or so in online sales, which I believe is like the highest online sales, like digital course sales in, in the world through direct one-on-one -on -one sales. So I share this because I want everyone sold and, and, and having clear conviction that growth energy is what's holding you back right now. So now I'm going to go through these six big, beefy realizations I had on vacation in a meditative state. And there's six realizations. I read everything that Amazon ever, ever created pretty much when I was, I read every Jeff Bezos share, shareholder letter. Um, and, you know, one of his top biographies when I was gone on vacation, because I wanted to see like Amazon created the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos. In a, in a short period of time, he's getting into aerospace. You know, he's created the biggest e-commerce platform in the world. How did he do it, right? So I studied that. I did a ton of meditating. I inspected my life, and I came up with these six realizations that I think are going to really have an impact for you. The first realization is mindfulness with quality questions. mindfulness with quality questions. So when I came onto this trip that I just took, the day one of the trip was spent cultivating mindfulness. When you operate at a manic, crazy, fast pace like I do, like I know a lot of the members here at, at Breakfast, Breakfast of Champions do, it's hard to slow down. It's hard to let off the accelerator. So the first day, day and a half was focused on cultivating mindfulness. Mindfulness is, you know, I've meditated for six years now. Mindfulness is essentially seeing your thoughts, okay, for what they are, but more importantly, seeing your beliefs for what they are. So I spent the first day and a half, I meditated a lot, and I tried seeing, like, where, what are the beliefs holding me back right now? What are the beliefs holding me back right now? What are the beliefs holding me back right now? And I looked at my life and I realized, well, you know, my employee size has been at the same level for nine months. There's got to be a belief there. I've hit a ceiling around X in personal income. Right? Hmm. 
What belief is causing that? Right? I'm not making investments where I should, right? Anywhere in your life where there's growth stall or flatlining happening, this is the big realization is there's a belief pattern causing that. And more importantly, I don't want to go too crazy in depth here because it, it literally was like a spiritual awakening for me when I realized this. It's a belief pattern that creates an emotional state that creates the recurring results you're seeing. It's a belief pattern that creates an emotional state, a non-growth state, a sustenance state, a maintenance, keep it where it is type state. That state is not exciting. It's defense. It's a feeling of, let me protect what I have. Let me protect the beliefs I have, the current circumstances I have. Most of you on this stage, you're good. <laughs> if you're here on Breakfast Champions at this particular day, on this Wednesday, chances are like you're a super performer. You're probably the most energetic person in your group if you're here right now. And yet I'm still telling you, you have more in the tank energy wise. And the reason that the energy isn't there is because there's a belief there. There's something you think you don't deserve, which creates the energy state, which if you look back over your life in 18 month chunks, you will see, wow, I've consistently flatlined here. And the answer is mindfulness, 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 mindfulness. So mindfulness is finding a way to step back from your thinking patterns and to identify what are these thinking patterns, A, and B, what is the belief attached to this thinking pattern? The beliefs create perception and perceptions create the lens through your thinking patterns. I'll say that slowly again. Belief creates perception. Perception creates the lens through which your thinking patterns develop. So if you believe money is evil, okay, you will have a perception meaning your reticular activating system, your brain will be on alert for reasons that that's true. That's lens. That is your perception, your lens. Then your thinking patterns will be affected by that by saying the materialization will be, well, see, I told you this person has money and they're bad and this person has money and they're bad. And I saw this on the news and they're, and, and that seems like money is bad. So the harder, 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 harder thing to do, and this is why guys like Ed Milet and people I've interviewed that talk a lot about beliefs, right, are, are so popular. Tony Robbins, right? They, they talk about beliefs, and some people roll their eyes until you don't anymore, and you realize, wow, wait a second, I got to control my belief systems, Right? So the only way you can do that is in a mindful state. Now, how do most people do this? They don't do it through mindfulness. They do it through fighting. 
We live in a self-improvement addicted society where we think if we just read a book on the new way of thinking, we can just uh, have these positive affirmations and these goals and just repeat them to ourselves and write them down every day and repeat them to ourselves and write them down every day and repeat them to ourselves and write them down every day and repeat them to ourselves and write them down every day. And it'll just cancel out all the bad beliefs. Well, cognitive behavioral science says that that actually isn't the most effective route. It doesn't work at the most consistent. Some people can do that. 90% of people in cognitive behavioral science research shows there needs to be an awareness formed of the beliefs you're looking to transcend, of the beliefs you're looking to rise above and recreate. So the first belief, thinking pattern, right, to be adopted is the combination of mindfulness and quality questions. Holy crap, if you can figure this out for yourself, it'll take two or three days of you training yourself on this. Scanning your body, scanning your thoughts, and any time that you feel that you're in a meh energy state, meh. And by the way, you can be in a meh energy state even if your health is dialed in, you're eating meal prep, you're working out every morning, you're med- you could do all the checklist items. Stretching, workout, all, you could do every checklist item. And still not feel dialed in energy-wise. There's one thing that will kill, no matter how much health prep in the world you do, will kill your feelings of energy, and it's called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. It's brain dissonance, essentially. It's who you are somehow doesn't match who you want to be. And you haven't accepted it. So cognitive dissonance is an identity mismatch with who you are and who you want to be, right? So think about this, okay? Mindfulness with quality questions. Let's go through an example of how this would work. Mindfulness would be something like, um, you know, I believe I'm good making X dollars per year. Let's say you realize you have a financial limiter because of your family, because of your upbringing, whatever. I believe because, not because I think, because history shows for the last five years, I have not made more than X per year on average. And there's no real sharp trend upward for me to believe otherwise. Well, again, any flatlining of action or result behind it, there's a belief. So we have a financial flatline in that circumstance. What is the financial flatline? Let's put a label on it as a belief. I believe I'm worth X. Make it aggressive. Make it so your mind shouts out and goes, what? You're not worth X. You're worth unlimited. Right? So I am worth, let's say, 100000 a year. Right? Just to put a number out there. Okay? So we could just suppress that belief down and go read tons of books on how to be wealthy. My challenge to everyone is to just be with that thought for a second. 
Inspect it. Look at it. It's not going to bite you. Just look at that thought. Why, why is this true for me? No changing of the thought, though. The goal is to get the brain to eventually naturally dismiss the thought. Very, very different. Changing the thought is, okay, it's, it's, what they, it's cognitive behavioral therapy, which is not um, the way, what we want to do here. We don't want to change the thought. We want to see the thought, be with it, teach our brains that this thought is not scary. I've seen it before. I've lived with it. It is not going to bite me. You can apply this to thoughts about any area of your life that are thoughts that are holding you back, faulty beliefs. Look at that thought. It's not going to bite me. And after a few days of looking at the same thought and realizing it doesn't serve me, there's no value in this thought. This thought is old. It's dusty. I need to probably start looking at other thoughts. Again, we're not changing it. Eventually, your brain, I'm telling you, your brain will step in and go, the next thought time, that belief or thought pattern pops up, it, it's almost like a fly swatter, like a gentle fly swatter, where the thought pops up, and just picture in your head like a fly swatter goes across your brain, like picture that thought as a cloud in the sky, and then a fly swatter goes, just swats it away gently. So what happens is once your bad beliefs have been swatted away naturally by your head, you now have a new gap in your brain, in your thinking. You have an opening. Can I get some mic flashes if you're following me right now? Or if I'm going into crazy spacey territory? Can I get some mic flashes? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, just making sure we're paying attention here and that I'm not talking crazy. All right. So we swat the thought away. Now we have an opening. That opening is where change can happen. So think about this for a second. The belief pattern has been naturally swatted aside by our brain. So now we have an opening. And that opening needs to be filled with a quality question. So the way that we swap our beliefs out is by becoming aware of the beliefs holding us back and the thoughts attached to them, but more importantly, the emotional state attached to the beliefs. And our brain kind of swats them away because it realizes this is not essential anymore. This thought is not benefiting me. Now we have an opening and we replace that with a quality question. Quality question, if let's say we have a financial limiting belief, like 100K a year or something's what I'm cut out for, we would then replace that with a quality question. How can I deserve $800,000 in personal take home income for a year? Ooh, now that's a quality question. You have, you have tricked your mind to only finding the reasons why you must 
find a way to earn 800K a year. Why is that true for me? Why could that be true for me? What must be true? Quality questions are the replacement for the beliefs that hold us back. Apply this to your finances. Apply this to your health. There, I'm telling you guys, if you're not consistent with your health, there is a belief causing an energy state, causing a thinking pattern, which is the materialization of the beliefs and the energy state combined, causing you to not be consistent with your exercise. Okay. The materialization of that is I keep sleeping in. I keep not going to the gym in the morning. I keep thinking that I don't really need to work out or blah, blah, blah. Right. We've rationalized our way into a different set of behavior. That's not growth energy. That's not growth energy. That is sustenance energy. That's getting by energy. You can't have exponential upward loops. As Ray Dalio talks about in his book, Principles, you can't have an exponential, like an upward growth spiral. It's like, it's, it's impossible to do that if you're not in a growth state. Okay, so shake it out, 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 shake it out. If you're sitting down, stand up real quick, shake it out, come on, come on. See, we're getting into that maintenance state right now. Stand up, shake it out, stand up, shake it out, come on, shake it out, shake your hands. Shake your hands, watch yourself. Shake your hands. Show me what you're working with. All right, shake it out. Come on, get moving. Number two. Number two. Goal, clarity, and simplicity. So when Amazon was scaling and I read through all of these shareholder letters on what Jeff Bezos was writing to his team as they were, I mean, some years they were growing like 900% year over year. You'll notice something very interesting. This is a multi-conglomerate company that like has, they have business lines in so many different lines of business. Like you would think looking from the outside, looking in, that they are unfocused as a company, Amazon. They're doing too many things. Mm, not quite. They're doing 101 things, 100 million things, but it's all tied under very simple beliefs and simple goals. So the second way to create a unstoppable upward spiral of growth energy is goal simplicity and clarity. I don't even need the goal to be like this crazy admirable, like philanthropic thing or whatever. The first step is the goal is clear and simple, clear and simple, clear and simple. Jack Welsh, who wrote the book Winning, which is one of the best, Warren Buffett calls it the best book on, the best book, the only book you'll ever need on management of a business is what Warren Buffett calls it. He says, if you aren't repeating your vision until you're blue in the face, you're not being a leader. 
if people aren't mocking you for repeating the same vision, the same BHAG, as Jim Collins call it, calls it, the big, hairy, audacious goal, if you're not repeating it until you're blue in the face, you're not a leader. Because that is what leadership is for yourself, self-leadership and team leadership. That, that is what it is. We just got a new puppy last night and he is the cutest little puppy ever. He's six weeks old crying in his little cage right now. Oh, 10 weeks old. You can look on my Instagram if you guys want to see the, the photos. He is the cutest little Doberman puppy ever. But we need goal, clarity, and simplicity. Goal, clarity, and simplicity. So whatever goals you have right now, first of all, do you have goals? If yes, check off that box. The next question, is it stupid simple that a second grader would understand the goal? So we went through this at, at our company. And we're, we're doing a ton of uh, uh, investments right now in the future for, for our company. And, you know, I, I kind of, when I got back from vacation, I was like, man, I got to simplify all this. It seems really spazzy all over the place. So I spent an hour yesterday writing out what is our big, hairy, audacious goal for the end of the year. One thing I want everyone to commit me, commit to me that you're going to do for the end of this year is create an exciting finish line for the end of 2021. Can I get some mic flashes if you commit to me that you will create an exciting finish line for the end of 2021? I'll say it again. Can I get some mic flashes? Hello, hello, hello. If you will commit to me to making a clear finish line for the end of 2021. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Here's some growth energy. Absolutely. Everyone on you, yes. Let's go. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's rock. Let's do it. Finish line. End of 2021. Finish line. End of 2021. What is that finish line? Is it simple? Is it clear? Can other people understand it? Get it so clear you can't help yourself but reach it. I need everyone on this stage everyone here with me right now to commit. I will have a finish line so clear for the end of this year, 2021, that I can't help but reach it. I will have a finish line so clear, so clear is the keyword, so simple, I can't help but reach it number three so number one was mindfulness with quality questions how we rewire those negative beliefs which kill our growth energy number two goal clarity and simplicity the simpler the goal the more growth energy you'll feel the more complicated the goal The, lo the lower the likelihood you're going to feel that exponential growth energy. Number three, what creates rapid growth energy? 
I call this third one, rapid research and change. Rapid research and change. Rapid research and change. Rapid research and change. Rapid research is, am I in the right business? Do I, you know, uh, do, am I, am I offering a product or service that the market actually needs? Like market research, the best two modes of market re of rapid research is talking to competitors and talking to customers. But can I just read articles and read books and, and be quiet and no. The best way to do rapid research is to pick up the phone and call potential future customers, current customers, and competitors. Survey them. This weekend, I spent three and a half hours, three and a half hours interviewing two of my evangelist clients at my agency and, and uh, legal coaching business. Three and a half hours on a Saturday. I spent interviewing them. I asked them, what are your real frustrations? What are your real concerns? What are the things you're really not blah, 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 blah. Okay. Then an hour after that, I had a call with a guy who has 160 employees, SEO company that we're looking to uh, create a separate entity with. And then on Sunday, I had a call with a guy that we're looking to buy, acquire his agency who runs one of the largest brands in our space. That was the weekend. It was market, it was rapid research. The ultimate goal for all of us is to create what's called product market fit. Product market fit. If you wanna succeed in business, the simplest rule and I interviewed John Leisure a million times on Clubhouse and I was running my marketing mastery room. He kept saying it. It's the simplest rule of business. If you listen to your customers and you listen to your team and you give them what they said they wanted, don't be surprised if you become wildly successful. <laughs> this is the CEO of T-Mobile. If you... Listen to your customers, listen to your employees. And I would add, if you're in the loop with what your competitors are experiencing and you're not worried about talking to them and you do what you, what you find people really need, don't be surprised if you become a billionaire because you probably will. The reason you won't become a billionaire is because you're not willing to do the second part of this, rapid research and change. Rapid research and change causes you to go, okay, wait, I learned that my market needs this. I learned that I need this. I learned that my market wants to buy this from me. I learned that my market does not have access to X. Now I'm going to go and build that. That is what entrepreneurs do. What do entrepreneurs do, my friends? They take the unspoken and spoken needs of a market and design solutions for those spoken and unspoken needs of a market. The spoken needs of your market 
will get you, let's say, 80% of the way there. So you interview clients, you interview competitors, it'll get you 80% of the way. But the way you become a billionaire, a billionaire with a B, the way you become a billionaire is that extra 20%. It's taking what your customers are saying their problems are, and then it's innovating and saying, I want to skate to where the puck is going to be, not where the hockey puck is right now, as Wayne Gretzky said. I want to use my understanding of trends and consumer behavior to combine my own predictive thinking with the expressed needs of my market. That's how you become a billionaire. The question is, are you willing to change? Are you willing to change when you realize the real answer to the problems that your market is having. Number four, once you realize this, okay, this is all about growth energy, growth energy, growth energy, growth, growth energy comes from having the right product that you're offering to people. It was not hard for Facebook to go viral. It was not hard for Airbnb to go viral. It was not hard for Uber to go viral, okay? It was very difficult, not hard in like solopreneur terms where we had the cold call people. Hey, did you, hey, you know, we, they didn't hire a cold call team to go sell people on, how, you know, why to sign up for Facebook or why to sign up for Uber, right? It had product market fit. It naturally went viral. Now, yes, Zuckerberg had to sell college campuses on implementing it originally to, to help it go viral. Uber had to sell the cities on allowing Uber in their cities because it was going to kill the taxi cab industry and the taxes that came from it, right? So there are Airbnb had to do the same thing in the cities it went into. It had to hold um, it had to hold uh, meet and greets for the people who were uh, allowing people to stay in their homes, the hosts. It was salesmanship, but it was salesmanship applied to the higher valued customer groups so that the consumer base could go viral with Airbnb, Uber, and Facebook, right? All right, number four, long-term and short-term investments, 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 long-term and Short-term investment. Short-term investment is how can I make money right now? Okay? Go on Facebook, scroll through your Facebook, and you're going to see a 1,001 money-making opportunities ads. Okay? You will never get an ad, mark my words, on Facebook that says, we have a 15-year long-term difficult investing opportunity that could create a billion dollar opportunity but will probably you know have a 90 percent chance of failure although i think that would be a really good idea for an ad i might try that out because <laughs> it would just go against everything all right i'm going to try that out um now when i say that 
you guys have seen this, I'm going to launch Facebook ads and I will try this out and it probably won't work. All right. Anyway, long-term and short-term investing opportunities. Short-term investments are how can I sell right now? How can I get money right now? How can I blah, 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 right now? Most businesses are built on right now. Most businesses are what uh, Napoleon Hill in the book Think and Grow Rich calls personal services businesses. <laughs> Since I can't build a product that works without me, I'm going to trade my time and convince myself I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to just trade my time, receive some money for the time that I spend, and call that a business. That's not a business. A business is a commercial profitable enterprise that runs without you. A business is a commercial profitable enterprise that runs without you. A job is something that only runs when you're working. It is a lot harder to create a business. The percentage of businesses, someone was telling me the other day, um, based on my company's growth rate and us, you know, getting close to $10 million run rate this year, they, they were like, you know, do you realize the percentage of businesses that reach that run rate or whatever? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm not comparing myself to the average business. This is why I hate statistics when it comes to comparing to the averages. And what I told this person was, oh, I actually think it was Brandon. He's probably listening right now. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, it, I was thinking to myself like, well, okay. Um, what percent of the businesses are actually businesses? What percent of them are solopreneur LLCs that were created to just create a job for someone? 99% of businesses, my point is this, 99% of businesses are service corporations. Short-term focus, short-term, how can I get clients now? How can I get, how can I get money now? How can I get it now? How can I get it now? Now is important, but it has to be balanced with the long-term. Okay, when Airbnb was created, I think his name's Brian Chesky or whatever. Literally, they had no money when they were creating Airbnb. So his short-term source of revenue was he created something during the Obama election that was called Obama O's. Obama O's. It was a cereal that had a picture of Obama on the front, like Cheerios, Obama O's, right? So his short-term revenue source was he sold like, I don't even know, it was crazy. He sold like $30,000 at this convention in one weekend of Obama-O's. So when eventually, when the idea of Airbnb was fully fleshed out, he had an investor meeting with someone who wanted to invest in Airbnb. And the investor, he told the investor this story, Brian Chesky told him this story. And the investor said, if you can sell $30,000 of Obama O's, I'm investing in Airbnb. 
<laughs> because the creativity it took to do something that crazy on such a short-term deadline. Like he found a printing company, found like a box making company, like white labeled the ser- all in like a weekend. It was like insane. And the investor said, if you can do this, I'm willing to invest in Airbnb. And one of his biggest seed capital in the early days investments came from the investor he told his short-term money-making story to. But keep in mind, they didn't stop working on the long-term infrastructure of Airbnb. Most of us convince ourselves that the short-term way we're making money right now is all it is. Now, the long-term is investing in your big picture for the future. So we always have to be balancing short-term investments with long-term investments. I don't need to hear the excuses that I don't have the time. You don't get it, Bill. I have kids. I'm too busy. No, this is a minimum requirement. If you want exponential growth, you got to focus equally on the short term as you do on the long term investments that you make. It can't always be a one week turnaround horizon. If I put $1 in this week, will I make 10 this week? You will die not having exponential growth if you think that way, which is fine. Just own up to that. You don't want exponential growth. Exponential growth comes from risk, ideas that are far out there. Okay, number five, personality type acceptance. I feel like very dialed in in my health right now. I'm being, I'm keeping my morning commitments Waking up when I say I will, working out when I say I will, eating meal prep when I say I will, I feel dialed in. Two days ago, however, even though I felt completely dialed in in my health, I had a sluggish day. But the sluggish day didn't happen in the morning. I felt great in the morning routine. Sluggish day didn't happen until after 11 a.m. When I started doing things that drained the life out of me. So I revisited my Colby personality assessment, my Colby personality assessment, which is a 4392, 4392. I'm a high quick start on Colby. We went through this a few weeks ago on personality assessments and the importance of knowing your Colby, K-O-L-B-E, Colby. You haven't taken Colby, take it. My personality type is a brainstormer. If I'm not brainstorming, and then creating the first few steps of a strategy, anything other than that from a business perspective, I'm inept. If I'm not selling, I'm inept. If I'm not doing the things that God placed me on this planet to do, I am practically useless. But more importantly, the stuff that I should be doing makes me feel great when I'm doing it. The things that I should be doing makes me feel great when I do it, which creates that positive momentum cycle. So I want everyone today to audit, as you go through your day, ask, what stuff did I do today that drained the life out of me? You don't even need 
to take personality assessment. Now, personality assessments, they help quantify, they help quantify, measure the things that you hate and the things that you love. <laughs> and it shows you reasons why you hate and love doing X or Y thing based on your personality type. Right? So take a Colby assessment. Then look through your calendar. Ask yourself, what do I hate? What, what things that I do today, yesterday, the day before, that made me feel like, ugh, it's not what I, it's not my identity. It's not what I was placed on this planet to do. Get it off my calendar. Get it off my calendar. Hallelujah. Go give it to someone else who's better at that. Number six, the last of these six steps. So number five was personality type acceptance. Accept your personality type. Vitality habits. I put this last for a reason, guys. You could, I'm telling you, I have met people who are super high energy that don't even have this in check. They're not eating the right meals. They're not waking up when they said they would. They're not working out when they said they would, but they're completely dialed in on their goal. They're completely dialed in on their mission. They're completely dialed in on the psychological side. So I put this last, you do need vitality habits. It's easy for me to say that this is like a minimum requirement because I've been consistent with health habits for a while. But I will say, if you're in the worst health of your life right now, you're not being consistent with the gym, you're not being consistent with diet, you're not being consistent with meditation, this is another limiter to growth energy. So make a commitment. I'm going to get my vitality habits in check. You will not get your vitality habits from a book. You will get them from your gut. You, you know what vitality habits are necessary for you. Some people work better working out in the evening. Others work better working out in the morning, right? Some people work better uh, meditating X way. Others work better meditating Y way. It's about having vitality habit pillars. It's only going to be three to five things that if you can consistently do them, you're dialed in. So those are the six belief patterns that create growth energy or can hold you back from growth energy. Number one, cultivate mindfulness with the ability to ask quality questions. Number two, create goal clarity and simplicity. Number three, experience rapid research and change based on that research. Number four, long-term and short-term investment balance. Long-term, innovating. Short-term, selling. Person Number five, personality type acceptance. Accept what you, God placed you on this planet to do. Stop trying to fight it. And number six, vitality, habit, commitments, pillars. Meal prep, exercise waking up when you say you would, meditation, etc. 
These six elements will help you create growth energy in your life. My name is Bill Hauser. I run a crazy fast growth uh, lawyer marketing company and coaching company. Um, if anybody uh, wants to follow up with me, shoot me a DM and I'll point you in the right direction. Also in my bio, I got a link. I'm giving away my growth tools. These are my personal performance tools uh, that from my $380,500 per year coaching budget, I give you all the best tools I've ever learned from the coaches that I've paid and the ones I haven't paid that I learned from. That's all I got, guys. You're in the number one place ever. Breakfast with Champions. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.